0: (laughs) so how you feeling after the first part oh that was really intense yeah feeling better after food and some bachelor no we (laughs) lied before we didn't get ramen yeah we didn't we
1: got shake shack (laughs) it looked really good you never had it yeah so so. new experiences you know what i'm saying no Um, like it was really good i thought we ate that and cringed with bachelor the yes. Bachelor in Paradise. Yes. Sorry. So much drama this season. Oh my god. It's
0: yes. not Bachelor podcast. We cannot get into it right now.
1: I cannot. Oh man. But now I'm feeling better after that. I feel rejuvenated. Yeah. Seriously. We <laughs> need like a different, different person. Yes. We need some good drama that isn't our drama. Exactly. And yeah. <laughs> and some food. Some yes. Really good food. I need a, I need a protein. So I was shaking after all the ca- caffeine I had <laughs> Ooh man. I be a little more focused. I feel, I feel more focused right now. That's good. Yes. All right. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling ready to talk about this um case today, like or the second part of it. Also, sorry here
0: hear cats. They're really mad at us because we were cuddling them, and now
1: we left them. Yes.
0: (laughs) We were out there in the living room with them, and now they're mad. Jazz's (laughs) cats don't think
1: that they're spoiled, but they are. (laughs) They're very spoiled. (laughs) They are the center of my world. (laughs) They act like they don't get all the attention and everything that they want. Or fed. I know that. Her cats act like they're starving to death. Like one in particular acts like he's starving to death every single time. Yeah, he's time. twenty pounds. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> take him a long time to starve to
0: death.
1: <laughs> oh man! All right. So, in part one, we discussed the victims, the brutal the brutal way they were murdered, and the fact that the case is still unsolved. In this episode, we will hear witness statements that I feel clarify a bit how things unfolded that horrific morning. So let's strap in and dive in for this final part. Oh, now we're strapping and
0: diving. That seems dangerous. <laughs> I don't think you should strap in before you dive. <laughs> I don't know
1: what you're strapping into. I guess that's true. Um, and don't forget at the end of this episode, Jazz and I have a little announcement. Sorry about that. That was not. that was my ring. <laughs> okay. Well, sorry if you heard ice. Yeah, we're trying to like be really careful with our drinks. I'm thirsty. <laughs> Okay. On July 11th, the coroner's jury convened for the inquest. I can't speak. Great. This going well. I'm not far. <laughs> they called 14 witnesses to testify. The first witness was, of course, Mary Peckham. If you remember from part one. Sorry. She was, the, about that she was the worst <laughs> next-door neighbor and the first one to notice anything amiss in the house. Yes. I remember Peckham very well. Yeah. <laughs> I hope I'm saying her name right. It's P-E-C-K-H-A-M. Sounds right. Peckham. I mean, I like that name because I'm listening Laugh. So it's fun. thing. Mrs. Peckham testified that she lived directly next door to the Moors and had seen them before they left for church on Sunday evening. She had, however, gone to bed at approximately 8 p.m. and did not see the family return. According to her testimony, Mrs. Peckham heard absolutely no noise from the house during the night. She went on to say that she was out in her yard hanging laundry between 5 and 6 a.m. and noticed close to 7 a.m. that the house was unusually still. Yeah, I remember that. Um, and it's wild that she didn't hear anything. She must have been a hard sleeper. Yeah, that it still shocks me. Yeah. That, like Not a lot of people heard anything. Yeah, I, there's only, like, I think one person talks about hearing anything. Which is weird. Yeah. Which really? she wasn't even, like, next, next door. You live, like, a few houses down.
0: That's so bizarre then. Yeah.
1: Um, I feel like you he would hear a lot of noise coming from that
0: house with right. everything that happens. Seriously, <laughs> and all the bacon. <laughs> he was just nomming on some bacon, two pound break of bacon. <laughs> uh,
1: so weird, <laughs> really
0: weird, like little memo there. I know. <laughs> they really had to bring that to our attention. <laughs> yes. Just say so you no. Know, he liked bacon. He really liked bacon. Yeah. Not just a little bit. He really yeah. liked bacon. Two pounds of bacon. Holy
1: shit! I cannot eat two pounds of anything. The little bacon. It looks like a fatty, greasy. I know. God. I love turkey bacon. Turkey bacon's bomb. I love like turkey bacon. But once again, I don't really like bacon. though so. still. Turkey bacon, though, I will say, it's really, like, the first time I cooked it, at least it was really hard to cook, because it, it, it cooks faster. Does it? I yeah. You know, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm not very experienced in bacon. If you cook, y'all,
0: if you cook, if you cook turkey bacon, it cooks faster, just so you know. So bacon from a turkey cooks faster. Bacon from a pig doesn't. This is now a bacon podcast. This is now turned into a bacon podcast. I know you like bacon. Why am I part of a bacon podcast? (laughs) That makes zero sense.
1: Contrasting opinions there.
0: Yes. Sorry, guys. It's like 8.30 for us.
1: Yeah. Almost nine. (laughs) It's a little loopy time. I know. We got this. We didn't record this late. No, 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 we have because I've come over late. This late, though? 9 man, Oh, m. yeah, this late, yeah. Never mind. I'm in bed by 9 <laughs> Truth. <laughs> oh, man, okay. Still attempting to wake the Moors, or, no, still. What? <laughs> After attempting to wake the Moors, <laughs> she let their chickens out and checked on their livestock. Seeing that they were still tied, she called the house of Rossmore to ascertain whether or not anything had happened to the family that may have given reason for the Moors to be gone from their home. After speaking with Jessie, Ross's wife, she then saw Ed Shell... <laughs> I put it in wrong... Oh my god. Selly, <laughs> not Shelly. I did this again. I, I wrote this guy's name wrong. I thought you were going to say Sheeran, so it's all yeah. good. <laughs> I was like, Ed Sheeran. The so I'm like, like, all this I was like, Ed Ed one of the employees, entered the barn to feed the horses. Shortly after, Ross arrived and found a key to open the door. According to Peckham, she stayed on the porch while he looked in the kitchen and then opened the door to the dowser's bedroom. After seeing two bodies and bloodstained sheets, Ross immediately returned to the porch where Mary was waiting to inform her that something awful had happened and instructed her to call the sheriff. The second witness called was Ed Selly, an employee of Josiah's. Selly testified that on Monday morning, June 10th, he had opened the store and received a telephone call from Ross, Josiah's brother. Ross asked if he knew where Josiah was, and Sally called Josiah's dad home to see if. Or, okay, let me reread that. <laughs> Ross called. Ross asked if he knew where Josiah was, and Sally called Josiah's dad's home to see if he had gone to visit his father. Mm-hmm. So he's calling Josiah's dad. Yeah. Josiah's mother told him that he had not been there. Sally had received a call from Mary Pegham, who was, who asked him. And Josiah was at the store and told him that the livestock needed tending. So they're like calling yeah. him over there. Sully then left the store and went to the Moor home where he fed the horses. After returning to the store, he received another call telling him to bring the marshal to his house quickly. Okay.
0: Sound like piecing it together in my brain.
1: <laughs> there you go. D E E R
0: E. Probably deer. Yeah. Or deer. No, it's deer. John Deere. Oh, John Deere. People in Omaha to alert them of the news. Now you have me guessing. I think it's John
1: Deere.
0: Yeah. We're really doing well tonight, we do. guys. 9 p.m. Tell uh, me. Not my hour. I know.
1: <laughs> we should record this tomorrow. We're, in. We're, in this. We're already in it. I know. Sully returned to the house with the fa- with his father after making the call to Omaha but did not re-enter the home. I don't believe him. Yeah. I wonder why. <laughs> when questioned at the inquest about possible enemies of Joe Moore, um, remember that's Josiah's mm-hmm. nickname, Um, Sully admitted that Joe had mentioned a brother-in-law that could have been a threat. The brother-in-law that Moore was referring to was Sam Moyer. Sally denied having any other information regarding anyone who would have wanted to murder the Moore family and was excused. Interesting. So,
0: just like that? So, it's, yeah. I mean, I remember you mentioning him in the last one. I know, he feels like he has the most motive out of anyone else I know yeah. from this case so far. Exactly. Just because of violent tendencies. and Yeah. Also being, like, kind of out of the family. I don't mm-hmm. know. Weird drama and tension there. Yeah, no, exactly. Jesus. She, she's dropping her fidget toys.
1: I drop it, like, every episode of like, Going...
0: <laughs> going right. I know.
1: I have it, like, twisted on my finger, like, in a weird way. That um, falls off. I know. <laughs> I got this. You've got it. The third witness to appear at the inquest was Dr. J. Clark Cooper, the first position to arrive at the scene of the crime. Cooper testified that he was called to the Moore home at approximately 8.15 on the morning of June 10th when Hank Horton entered the office and said, come with me, according to Cooper, when he asked Horton why. Horton appeared extremely frightened and replied, quote, Joe Moore and his family were murdered in bed, end quote. Cooper accompanied Horton to the house, waited outside while Horton retrieved the keys from the Peckham's when he returned, Cooper, Horton, Dr. Hoff, and the Presbyterian Minister, Mr. Ewing, entered the home together. According to Cooper, the group stepped into the dining room and then into the first four-bedroom. Quote, All we could see was an arm of someone sticking from under the edge of the cover with the blood on the pillows, and I went over and lifted the covers. And I saw what I suppose was a body, some entire stranger, and a mere child in the back of the bed. I did not recognize them at all. Neither did any of the people. The others that went, then that were with me. And we merely saw that they were dead. And that there were only two in the bed. And then we stepped into the parlor. And, well, damn. Yeah. That is, no. So it's like... I don't know if they knew them or not, mm-hmm. but it just seems to me like they probably would have been the small town. Yeah. And the fact that they didn't recognize them right away. And they say like a few times that like, they didn't recognize them. Yeah. So it's like they were so beaten in that they weren't recognizable. Yeah. Cause i I'm sure they knew them. Like, yeah. I'm sure. It, small town, line, you know, every. Yeah. <laughs> Even if
0: you're not close with them, you know them and you know what they look like. So yeah. It's just crazy to
1: think that that's how, yeah. Beaten and then they were. Am I wrong here? Like, you can correct me, but I just feel like lifting the covers, like, I feel like you're not supposed to touch anything. you're not
0: supposed to touch anything, but that went way out the window with this case. I know. As you mentioned, hundreds of people walk through the house yeah. before they shut down everything. Yeah, these <laughs> hundred, which is wild. It's just No. Yeah. You do that. And don't be touching everything.
1: I know. Also, why would you want to? And then why then, would you want to lift open the covers? And this is in the part two where there's, like, a lamp knocked over and somebody moved it out of the way. Why? I don't. We'll get into that later, but it was in the way. I, don't,
0: I don't understand. Like, just don't be in a crime scene, then. I know, it's right? It's gonna be in your way. Don't be
1: in a crime scene. Seriously. When they reached the top of the stairs, a lamp sat on the floor. Yeah, whatever oh, it is, moved the lamp out of their way, and it they continued the into the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Quote: The lamp was sitting at the foot of the bed on our way in our way. So Hank set it set it to one side to allow us to pass. Why do you need to pass? Yeah. And Hank was ahead of me and he walked around to the corner to, to the left-hand side of the bed and turned the cover back. And he said, here's Joe and merely glanced over there at, there the first time. And I, and I came up and I saw that Mr. And Mrs. Moore were both dead. And I immediately went to the South room and left the other people with them. I do not know whether any of them came with me to the South Room, but I left plenty of them in the North Room while I went to the South Room and we began to begin to count the children end quote.: I have many questions. Yes, go. They're so like nonchalant. Yeah, right.
0: Okay, I guess it's not, it's not a question. It's more of a statement. <laughs> like they're just so nonchalant. Like hey, he just moved the lamp, thing like stood in the corner, lifted up the cover. Like here's Joe. Like what the fuck? Yeah, here's Joe. And then like and then he just
1: she's like okay, now see a bang. What do they like? Yeah. He's like okay, cool. I'm gonna go count the dead children. Like what yeah.
0: the fuck is that? I know. Are they so nonchalant? Like
1: this is just an everyday thing for them, right? It's I don't- bizarre. Yeah, this is very bizarre. Yeah. When questioned about the condition of the bodies, Cooper admitted that he did not touch the corpses. Well, at least there's that. <laughs> but he's close enough, he touched the damn cover. Exactly. Quote, the bedding was pretty stiff at the head, and the blood and the brains on the pillow were, had contracted, as Ugh. it does when when killed, will dry, so that it will be, so that it was perfect jelly at the time, Ew. and blood clots were dry. End quote. Oh,
0: why would you describe it as jelly? I know. I'm not eating jelly again. Seriously. No bacon, no jelly. No. Cutting <laughs> down <Depends laughs> my diet. Ugh. Oh God,
1: why? Yeah. He estimated that the Morris and the Stillinger's children have been dead for at least five to six hours. It's sad,
0: you know. I'm really gross out of jelly.
1: But just like the way he described that scene, like I can picture it so well, and yeah. it nauseating like it was oh we just ate food sorry <laughs> <laughs> i didn't get no trigger warning i was I a, a big ass meal I here i am now picturing that yeah i think that's as gross as it gets but I, maybe i'm forgetting yeah. well it. you forgot to tell me that i know <laughs> yeah yikes okay And i had like strawberry jelly like I had a peanut butter jelly earlier today okay, shh.
0: <laughs> we are no longer talking about jelly okay but it's no longer allowed to be a topic of conversation
1: no. tonight. Ugh, I can't eat it again. I'm gonna have to throw out our jelly.
0: Just, okay, because okay. your kids don't want it. You're right. Just, or he doesn't want it.
1: That's all he eats. It's like peanut butter and jelly. I that he got off of that? No. Oh, I'll sit back sorry. on it now. Sorry,
0: Justin, i <laughs> talking about your eating
1: habits now. Because he was having like burritos every day for lunch. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then, but that got expensive real mm-hmm. quick because he wanted like so many days. To- I'm sorry, honey. I love you. You have, my husband has a very fast metabolism, so he eats a bit, but like, more power to him. I wish I had that kind of metabolism. I wish I could eat whatever I want, I'll gain a pound. Yeah, I wish. I know. Carrie, I'm dieting. (laughs) Lucky anal. You know. We love you. (laughs) I have to
0: diet and he can see whatever the hell he wants. Love you, Jay. (laughs) Oh, I
1: love you too. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I love both of you. All the Jays. Mm-hmm. Of everyone, if your name starts with Jay, I love you. That's a little aggressive. What do you think? <laughs> True. Do you think, like, oh, you know what? Yeah. Nah, no. <laughs> I was like, isn't there a cereal with the person? But yeah, Dub. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. And, uh, <laughs> anyway, right? um Cooper also testified that he smelled no unusual um odors. In the house and that it seemed that the faces of the victims had been covered after they were murdered quote i saw no clothes sticking into any of the wounds in my in my superficial examination neither did i see any clothing that had any holes in it i mean any of the sheets or pillows nothing had a hole in it end quote he said there is no smell yeah, apparently, like, a few people commented on that, that there was no smell, which is wild to me. That's
0: weird, because there's a lot of dead bodies in that house. And they're dead five to six hours. I don't know, like, how yeah. long it takes
1: for the smell to happen, but I figure it there would has happen to be by then.
0: some kind of smell, with that many people dead in one area. Yeah.
1: Like, like blood or something. Yeah, there has to be some kind
0: of weird smell. Yeah. And that can't smell normal. No. That's
1: weird. Yeah. The next... He used me to have some indigestion. I'm good. Every time I say indigestion, I hear, like, the um, Pepto-Bismol commercial. Oh, God, no. Dun, dun, dun. No, we are not singing. <laughs> we avoided this last episode. We cannot. True. Um True. The next witness was Jessie Moore, the wife of Josiah's brother, Ross Moore. Mm-hmm. According to Jesse, Mrs. Peckham called her on the morning of June 10th to ask her if anything had happened to Mr. Moore's father. I'm sorry. Just a <laughs> name.
0: Sorry, I I really try not to laugh. (laughs) And then I get used to the name, and then it comes out of nowhere again, and I
1: laugh
0: again. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Beckham. Such a child. (laughs) Jesse then placed a call to Josiah's store and spoke with Ed Selly. Selly then called her back to tell her that he could not reach anyone at Josiah's home and that he was not at his father's place or the Montgomerys either neighbor arrived at her home a little later to tell her about the murders she also testified that she entered the home later in the day to retrieve pictures for the press when questioned about possible enemies of josiah's jesse had nothing else to say um this seems to be a theme as we continue that the family of josiah were some of the only ones who didn't mention the brother-in-law i found this interesting because to me it could speak to them being too afraid to say anything but maybe that's just me speculating
0: i mean it could be he sounds like kind of a scary guy
1: yeah i wouldn't really want to talk about him either no i'd want to avoid that because like if you think think it's him you have to think too like okay well he just killed everybody else like Mm -hmm. for whatever for whatever vendetta he has
0: and you wouldn't want to be next no It definitely seems like a kind of person you just don't talk about in the family. No. You just leave that conversation alone. (laughs) Seriously.
1: We do not talk about Bruno. No. (laughs) We don't. Dr. F.S. Williams was the fifth witness called in the inquest. Williams was the second physician to enter the home. Williams testified that Ed Selly stopped him on the street on the morning of June 10th and told him that the doctor was wanted at the Moore home for an examination there. Okay. Just, like, casual. Like, There's a, they just need an examination. They just need an examination real yeah. quick. Tell him what
0: he's about to walk into. <laughs> right. Like, no warning. <laughs> yeah, no, know. It's just a quick
1: examination. Like, someone's sick. Yeah. <laughs> he went on to say that when he arrived... At the house, Dr. Cooper and another person were coming out onto the porch. According to Williams, Cooper and another person he thought was Hank Corton reentered with him. Williams went on to testify that upon entering the home, he smelled no odor. Nothing, weird. I know. Nothing seems to be out of place and that the faces of the bodies remain covered. When asked to describe the position of the bodies, Williams went on to say that the bed in Joe and Sarah's room was facing toward the east with their heads to the west. Joe lay on the south side, or left side of the bed, on his back. His left hand was to his chest. Quote, the faces were all beaten in. End quote. Jesus. Williams testified that Sarah was laying beside Joe. They, they said, like, I'm really bad with my directions. Yeah. direction am directionally challenged. So they said a lot of, like, south side, was I didn't, like, fix that in the notes mm-hmm. because I didn't know which directions. I mean, I
0: don't either. I don't know yeah. my north, south, east, west. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> out, like, in, I don't know what side of the room we're on. Like, no, we're I we're have right. no idea. No, we're all, like, we're at the front of the room. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know, like, the south side, north side, west. I don't I know. I have no idea. Yeah. It's okay. I don't
0: understand
1: that either. No. I just
0: go, okay, yeah. Yeah. I can picture the left side of the bed that he was laying
1: in. Yeah. <laughs> I can picture that. They say that a lot. So, like, listeners, if you feel kind enough, let us know because we need help.
0: Me, <laughs> yeah, I'm good with directions.
1: No. I'm good with, like, Google Maps. Yeah. Like if when you, they tell me. Never, if we ever, like, meet, and, like, you don't know us, like, in person, but we ever, like, meet, and you ask me directions, I will tell you, go towards the McDonald's, turn left until you hit the coals, go right... <laughs> That's my directions. I don't. I will just tell you to
0: go to Google Maps.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I won't even give the effort. I'll just be like, just Google it. We all have phones. (laughs) Just so you know that too, if I give you those types of directions, they're probably wrong. Yeah, don't believe her. Mm -hmm. Just go to Google Maps. For real. You have more luck there. Yeah, in the bedroom to the south. (laughs) Quote. (laughs) Without helping me. (laughs) Uh, Quote at the left hand. East side of the room was a cot, and another bed standing there with a little boy in it. He was sleeping on his stomach, and top of his head was all beaten in. There was a gauze undershirt under, on top of his head, soaked with blood, and I lifted that off, lifted it off to see which one it was. Then in the bed, angling at the front of the bed, southeast corner of the room, was another bed with a little girl and her head was all beaten in, and on top of her bed was a little dress, and it was all blood spattered, and I think it was pretty, partly curled up over her head, and covers pulled up over her face, and in the bed to the southwest corner of the room, there were two little boys laying with both tops of their heads beaten in. The blood spattered on everything, and the blood, um, and blood over the pillows, end quote really um yeah and really confusing they need to not
0: use directions.
1: i know right i'm, <laughs> I'm like sorry about that i want to keep like the quotes the quotes. no but, yeah, like, i know but <laughs> <It's>, like <laughs> not your fault <laughs> but damn like that's confusing to me these people need to just be better explaining things also i apologize i should have put in trigger warning that like both episodes were going to involve child death by... yeah i forgot about that <laughs> I assumed that it was self-explanatory, but I should have put a trigger warning, so I do apologize. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, that was completely my bad. It's late. Forgive us. <laughs> it's after our
0: bedtime.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm going to curl up on the couch by now. <laughs> I know. He entered the downstairs bedroom. Williams said that he saw two girls. Quote, from their appearances, one was a big woman and a little girl, and that the girl out... To the outside of the bed next to the east side, there we're in. Head, see, this is a confusing quote. I'm it reading is. it like how it was written on the website, mm-hmm. but like it's, this is just how they put in the quotes. Yeah. So, it's just a confusing way. Yeah. Head facing to the north, she was evidently moved after having been struck or hadn't been moved. The blood was all scattered over the pillows. Apparently, she had been struck in the head squirming down the bed, perhaps one-third of the way, and left hand was thrown back, was sticking up below the pillow, and her head was beaten, and I took particular attention to the axe wound, and the edge had come out of the forehead, so I could see a sharp edge well on top of the side of the head, and and a little girl back to the head of the beaten. I did not recognize either of the little girls, little girl in front of the bed i thought looked familiar but she was so mutilated that i was unable to identify her at the time and i think over the girl to the back of the bed was a little boy's gray coat and it had been thrown over her head and there was clothing some clothing on the floor some on some underwear and noticed some under the bed and also the dresses hanging up laying or hanging on the wall or the foot of the bed i forget which there was no blood on it was that confusing? a little bit sorry <laughs> it's okay I, all
0: I'm thinking about is I would have hated to be part of this court case I would have been so lost the entire court case
1: right. <laughs> they're using too many directions for me right I know I'd be like if I was not part of the jury I'd be like um I don't know well, what to
0: think <laughs> layman's terms I can't think please dumb it down for yes. me <laughs> <sighs> basically I'm, what I got from that was it was a very horrific scene yeah of the little girls
1: but also what's the big woman what was that Who was that I think that because she was older they thought that she was um just older at the time yeah they saw her because she was so beaten and they didn't know that it was a little, little yeah. girl I'm guessing I don't know
0: it's a really weird way to put it for him but
1: yeah I thought that was weird too like a big woman and a little girl like excuse you yeah damn So that was weird to me too, yeah. Um,
0: but what I I get from that is it was those two like sisters who stayed the night that weren't supposed to be there, but yeah, sadly they were.
1: And also, I'm sorry that I'm reading this really weird again. It's really late, (laughs) and I'm doing my very best. So I hope you all follow, and I hope you stick around because I'm really, really trying to do this case justice. Also,
0: that was a very confusing quote in general.
1: Yeah, was. (laughs) He did not speak it very well. Yeah. And when questioned about the possibility of, okay, trigger warning. When questioned about the possibility of sexual assault on any of the victims, William responded to the negative, quote, I looked to see if there was any possible, might have been attempted intercourse or rape or something, but I did not notice any, end quote. So this doctor didn't think that there was anything.
0: I like mean, because, like, I remember you mentioning that in the last episode, like, like, with her, you know, not wearing any undergarments or that her, like, dress was up or nightgown yeah. was up but like you know maybe she just wasn't sleeping in any maybe it's a little girl they don't really think about it, you know yeah think about True. it in a weird way it's just they're comfy yeah and they want to be comfortable and then yeah with all like the rustle and bustle and everything happening i'm sure the dress just slipped
1: up yeah especially you know? she was the only one to fight off her
0: attacker exactly so it's kind of hard to be like it was you know yeah sexual it could have just been yeah i mean nightgowns won't stay down very easily no <laughs> They do not. <laughs> Especially with the, I guess, one. Not true. That bitch is just moving. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, it's all Yeah. He testified that, he testified that he found no footprints at the scene, and he was excused. Yeah. Which, I found odd. Because, there should have been a lot of footprints at the scene, with a hundred people marching through there.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe there's just no mud. Maybe. Or no, no dirt to, like, Oh, that's true. Shoes. I guess, yeah, maybe back then they didn't
1: have a technology... Or territory. maybe just,
0: like, on that land, too. Maybe they just didn't have a lot of dirt mm-hmm. or something. True. I know, mean, it's hard to tell. Maybe That's they true. just lived in a very clean place.
1: True. Not clean after this case.
0: No, but...
1: Land-wise. Yeah. <laughs> the coroner then called Edward Landers to the stand. Mr. Landers was sitting... Was visiting with his mother for the summer... And was staying at the few homes from the Moors. This is where I'm talking about. They hear hear Mm -hmm. the noise. Leonard testified testified that he went to bed shortly after 9 p.m. Sunday evening. Shortly before he fell asleep, however, he heard a sound that, quote, impressed him. And sounded like, quote, like one boy hooting for another one on the outside somewhere. End quote. Just like, What? But also you said he went to bed at nine PM? Well he reiterates that later. Oh, so he didn't go to bed at nine PM. According to Landers, the sound occurred at regular intervals but didn't connect it with anything he f- and fell asleep shortly thereafter. When pressed for time, Landers settled at approximately eleven PM. Okay. So like in- So it sounds like he was getting ready for bed at nine and then just before he fell asleep at eleven. Okay. Here at the sound, which would you know?
0: Kind of line up. Because I remember they said that they think it happened at, like, midnight.
1: Yeah.
0: But... So I guess it kind of lines up. It does kind
1: of, yeah. Lines up better than nine. Because yeah. they were
0: still at the church at night.
1: But it's just wild that this could be a sound from the... But maybe Mrs. Peckham was a hard sleeper. Yeah. I mean, does I he mean, have any
0: other neighbors, though? That we know of? I not that I
1: know of. I mean, they had, like, obviously this guy lived a few houses down. Yeah. Or not lived. He was visiting his mom that yeah. summer, but... Um. Yeah, I don't know. But like a few houses it down, that seems like they had it was like a farm type house. So it's like maybe the houses were much more like, further
0: than we think. Further than yeah. Like but then that, that makes, is like that makes his story even crazier than though. Yeah. If he lived that far away. <laughs> True. <laughs> like, are we sure he heard the murders, or did he just hear children?
1: Yeah. Like, exactly. Kind of sounds
0: like he's heard boys
1: screaming. I mean... <laughs> Fuck if the children's day exercise lasted like this late, that late in the day. Yeah. It could have been kids just staying up because they were probably all riled up from the di- from the day. I mean,
0: you're right because they didn't get done until like nine thirty or something. Yeah. Like those so people didn't get home till like ten. Yeah. So maybe he just heard the joy of the day,
1: man. If I fucking had my kids try to walk, like I love my kids, but if I try to have them walk like a half hour, they would not do it. No, I mean, maybe my youngest,
0: but no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: He'd be, like, carrying me. Oh, I know. He he threw <laughs> a huge fucking fit today just because I wouldn't carry him up the stairs. Like, I came down and his little, like, toy table was torn apart. Yeah,
0: just because you wouldn't carry him upstairs. I'm like, demon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love my kids, but damn. Yeah, that's a little excessive. I know. Because you wouldn't carry him yeah. upstairs. Granted, he's four, so he you know what I mean, but... Yeah. Uh, i'm hoping but still <laughs> I'm Hoping he's a magical child and when he hits five he'll be all oh, better just an, an angel I know. pure angel
0: he'll he be, be harps from heaven <laughs> singing upon him <laughs> i just imagine <laughs> that
1: on the day of his <laughs> birthday just like angels coming down playing harps. <laughs> just like that's what you will see on his fifth <laughs> birthday yes i'll wake up and i'll start singing like disney music like a disney princess oh my god oh no <laughs> I was sing a Disney song, but I can't think of one off the top of my head. Absolutely not. It's true. I don't want to get sued.
0: <laughs> no copyright. Right. You sound just like the
1: princesses. So. I, I do not. If I, <laughs> if I sing, we are going to lose so many listeners. Everyone's going to be like, oh, God. I cannot with her. <sighs> but. Sorry. Lost your place. He further testified that although he didn't think anything of it at the time, the next morning when he heard about the murders, it occurred to him that the sounds may have been a woman moaning. The only strangers Landers admitted to seeing in that area of the Moore home were paper cleaners that had stopped by his mother's place at approximately 10.15 Saturday night. What the fuck is a paper cleaner? I have no idea. What is their job? (laughs) (laughs) It's a paper cleaner. I hadn't ever heard that until like this case. I'm like, what the fuck is that?
0: They're like just clean up paper, I'm very confused by that.
1: I know <laughs> I, now. I want to look into that, right? What is
0: that career? Yeah, I wonder if he just did. I, I don't know. He feels like a weird witness. Yeah, he doesn't even know what he heard. I he's know. changed what he's heard multiple times. Yeah, and he
1: changed like the time, like a couple Yeah, he's different. changed the time, he changed what he and heard. He said they when they pressed for time, so that means they had to like really push him on time. Yeah, I don't think he's a good witness. No. It sounds like maybe he just heard something, like, maybe even a coyote or something. You
0: know? He could have heard anything at yeah. this point. He could have heard his mom downstairs rolling. you know. No. <laughs> he don't know what yeah. he heard. <laughs> this I man heard. doesn't even know what he heard. I know. He just wanted to be part
1: of this know. court case. <laughs> He's probably one of the ones gawking. Yes. <laughs> probably. <sighs> um, Landers couldn't could shed no light on what time the Morphs may have retired for the evening and was dismissed. Yeah, good. with yeah. him. Yeah. Not helpful at all. <laughs> he feels like a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> the second member of the Moore family to be called to the stand was Ross Moore. Ross testified that approximately 8.15 a.m. Sunday morning, June 10th, Mrs. Peckham, Joe's next-door neighbor, called him and inquired as to the health of his parents. Which is weird to me because, like, why did she just jump that that was the only reason they had to be out? Yeah, I don't know.
0: That's kind of odd. Yeah. In not a way would jump at that.
1: Yeah. She went on to tell him that she had already spoken to his wife and thought it unusual that the house was so quiet. Ross then walked over to Joe's store and spoke with Ed Selly, who also said that Joe hadn't been in yet and that, yes, he too found that unusual. Because hmm. it, so it sounds to me like Ross, uh, not Ross, um, Josiah at least was an early riser, yeah. especially with like farm animals to take care of. Yeah, most farm people are. Yeah,
0: scarily early risers.
1: Yeah. So um, I just it just seems like um that's probably why it was so odd.
0: Yeah. No, I yeah I can see why that was odd to them because like I said, farm people freakishly early risers. Yeah. like freakishly so the fact that he wasn't awake yet and nobody was awake doing barn things yeah it's <laughs> very concerning
1: yeah according to ross he then went over to the house and checked the barn to see if joe's team was still there he he and mrs peckham then tried rapping on the windows and calling for someone but the blinds were down to prevent him from seeing into the house
0: I yeah, because they had all the blinds closed plus clothes draped on like a couple of the windows mm-hmm. i think you said in the last one too yeah which i wonder if that was the family's doing or if that was the killer's doing
1: it sounds like it was the killer's doing I mean, I but i hard, guess
0: it's hard to tell i guess yeah you don't really we don't really know yeah that's just really weird. i know i mean they could have been drying the clothes that's in true. a window That's in true. 1912 so Got dry true. clothes how you right, can right <laughs> you know true they were exercising for fuck's
1: sake so <laughs> right you know he you needs to dry the clean those clothes right he then used his keys to open the door so this is like conflicting stuff for me because like one source said like miss peckham had the spur keys and this is saying that like ross had the spur keys so i don't really know who had the spur keys but it goes back and forth
0: i think i remember even the last one last episode saying that Ross has the spare key. Yeah, but he came and like knocked
1: on the little yeah. window. Yeah, I mean, maybe he like handed it to Miss Beckham. at one point. Yeah. So I um, was okay. like, like hold on to this. Yeah. And started knocking on That's the That's true. And stuff. That makes sense. See, this this is why I'm glad yeah. I go over this with you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel like it makes sense for him to have
0: the spare keys anyway. Yeah. Not like the random neighbor lady. Right. Because he's family. So.
1: Ross went on to say that he entered the parlor and noted that nothing looked out of place. It wasn't until he pushed open the door into the room off the parlor that he saw blood on the sheets. He did not wait long enough to see anything else and returned outside and told Mrs. Peckham to call the marshal. When questioned further, Ross could shed no light on any of the possible suspects and was asked to step down. So another member of the family, not mentioned brother-in-law. And like, it just seems weird to me because like, I know I keep going back to the brother-in-law and clearly I feel like he did it. Yeah. But... I just, it's weird that they, like, if they didn't think that he did it, why not just say something like that he had this grievance? But it seems like they were just, I just get the vibe that they're scared. I mean,
0: because, you know, obviously the brother-in-law was dismissed. Yeah. Blame him. So, obviously, if, you know, the family came out against him and then he was dismissed, he's going to hold a grudge against them. That's true. Exactly. Then you're in fear of, like, being attacked, whether you think he did or not he still has violent tendencies exactly yeah so, so they were scared of him yeah i think it's just better not to mention his name just safer yeah <laughs> to
1: not say his name yeah and i'm not saying like he for sure did because they do have some compelling um suspects i will say if you read if you go to the site that i'm going to link and read up on it it's they have some compelling stuff there i will say um I'm like I said, I'm gonna give a few of the suspects, mm-hmm. but like not, I'm not gonna dive too deep into that. Yeah. Just because there was a lot of suspects initially, and I don't know, they're really, they are really interesting though.
0: That's good.
1: I, I mean, it just say, it's so up in the air. It yeah. Like. It could have been anyone still. Yeah. I mean, we'll never know, unfortunately. No, not for sure. Um, but also called was Fenwick Moore, another of Joe's brothers who lived in Red Oak. Fen also testified that he didn't know much about Joe's business affairs, and that had, and that he had no idea who would have wanted him dead. That's all they heard of him. Yeah. Sounds like they weren't very close. No. It just sounds like he was another
0: rando. Yeah. Right <laughs> from the street. I know. Like you knew him right here, testify. You You blood, right? Okay. <laughs> kind of like that neighbor guy too. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're in the area. Testify. Right.
1: Testify. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Up next was Marshal Hank Horton, who spent very little time on the stand. Horton simply confirmed that he was approached by Sully between 8.15 and 8.30 Monday morning and asked to accompany him to the Moore home. Once there, he entered the house with Sully. It seems weird to me that they didn't have him on the stand for longer. Yeah. Um, Maybe he didn't have much to say. Yeah. But upon seeing the bodies, he immediately did um, get Dr. Cooper and re-entered the house with Cooper and Dr. Hoff. Fortune confirmed that there were no unusual odors. Again, the blinds were down and the bodies covered. He was then dismissed. Did it not
0: smell at least like bacon in there? (laughs) There was a lot of bacon. True. Like, there was no no odor at all. That's
1: why they had no smell of dead bodies the bacon overpowered it. (laughs)
0: But they said there's no odors at all. No unusual odors. Oh, unusual odors. I guess they didn't mention bacon then. True. Bacon could have overpowered. Maybe that's why the bacon was there. Yes. Maybe it was to overpower the smell. We should
1: look this up. Does bacon get rid of dead bodies?
0: Well, I'm not gonna do that. I don't want the FBI following me around. I'm good. True. Thank
1: you. <laughs> you can put yeah. that in your search history, but I'm good. I know. Like, I hope nobody around me ever goes murder because now like my search history is like fucked up. <laughs> well, that's why I'm not
0: gonna search. Does bacon cover up a dead body as <laughs> well? <laughs> that's gonna get me on yeah. an FBI watch
1: list real quick. Yeah. Like, looking up poisons for prosic acid. Okay. <laughs> They're like, what does she want this for?
0: Also, if I look that up and then buy bacon for my fiance in a couple of days, that would be really bad. So, I am okay. Thank you.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that would be really The FBI bad. would be at my door. Yeah, in <laughs> a, <laughs> a second. Yeah. They both had her side. Like, server think we think you're in trouble? Yes. Uh, we think you're not safe. Yes. <laughs> Do the witness production program
0: (laughs) you just wanted (laughs) breakfast for dinner
1: (laughs) also called so this they're going to talk about um she got two witnesses in one here also called were john lee van gilder don't look at me i'm thinking thinking (laughs) it's g-i-l-d-e-r probably gilder josiah's nephew and harry moore his brother Although Van Gilder admitted that he I'm going with it. Even though Van <laughs> Gilder admitted that he had spoken with Joe briefly on Sunday morning, he could not shed he could shed no light on the whereabouts of his father. So this so he was the son of the mm-hmm. brother in law, the nephew. Yeah, and to me, his witnesses are just kind of useless. <laughs> I know. They're like, I don't know. I Maybe mean, yeah. that's here. Right. Although Harry was questioned about Moyer and Van Gilder. Like his other brothers, he had almost no knowledge of those business or personal affairs and didn't add anything that hadn't already been testified to. Helpful. Right. Once again. Yeah. So the coroner then called Blanche Stillinger to the stand. Oh no, it's Blanche again. <laughs> Blanche was the oldest of the Stillinger children and sister to victims Ina and Lena Stillinger. According to Blanche, Joe Moore had called the Cylinder home at 6 p.m. on Sunday night and asked to speak to her mother. When she told him that her mother was outside, he went to tell her that the girls were going to church with his family and didn't want, and didn't want to walk back to their grandmothers in the dark. Then he asked if she thought it would be okay if they stayed at the Moores overnight. Blanche testified that she told the Moors that she thought it would be okay if they stayed
0: yeah that poor poor girl i know like Like, i can imagine like i just feel like guilty i know but like you know she ain't doing anything wrong obviously but
1: like the parents like everybody like Mm -hmm. i i would feel i would feel a lot of guilt and it's not their fault like they don't know but i'd be like what if i said no you know what i mean yeah it's like that what if yeah and it's hard to not but you shouldn't play what if but like it's hard not to in this type of situation yeah like i would i don't know i i would would have been really hard i would fall apart i could not function after this no your children are not supposed to die first. No. That's it's horrific. Yeah, it's awful. After a few other questions regarding her sister's ages, Blanche was excused and her father, Joseph Stillinger, took her place. After questioning Mr. Stillinger about his hired help and whether or not he knew of anyone who would have committed the, this crime, the coroner asked if he had called the Moores' house on Sunday morning. Quote, My wife did, yes. End quote. When questioned about the time of the call, Stellinger replied, quote, I remember she phoned about three different times trying to get the house. I did not ask her about the particular time, but she expected the children back just before school time, End quote.
0: I forgot it was gonna be a Monday too. Yeah. On yeah.
1: that one. Well. After Stellinger's testimony, Charles Moore was called. Charles, also one of Joe's brothers, he called a lot of his brothers. Yeah. But he had not enough, enough of them. Enough friends. <laughs> he not identify the axe believed to be the murder weapon at Josiah's, but did admit Joe kept one in the coal shed. Charles also testified that he believed it was habit for Joe to lock the house from the inside when they went to sleep. How do you identify an axe? I have
0: no idea. they was all. Just thinking.
1: They all look the same.
0: I mean, even if they look to me like different, because I mean, different brands look different. Yeah, but like still, a brand will make like so many axes and know. multiple people could have this similar axe. And yeah it was 1912 so i'm sure they all look the same right I, I doubt there were lots of axes to choose from in the yeah world. seriously no. how do you identify an axe that's a good question unless you like have it embroidered or not embroidered That's my craft side coming through <laughs> like branded with your name or something Right. yeah i knew what you meant <laughs> embroidered my craft little dainty craft side coming through there
1: <laughs> yikes I love and it.
0: it's
1: an so you don't embroider that yeah. and I'm wearing my new earrings in this episode and yeah, they are making loud that I've mentioned in the previous episode she couldn't help herself I know I not are really cute little turtles I love turtles and
0: pandas those are my animals oh then you shouldn't see the necklace that I'm making
1: the panda necklace <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I need this oh no I'm gonna spend so much money at Jazz's crap for things it's gonna be ridiculous my she'll just is- buy my whole inventory I know Justin's gonna be like my husband he's gonna be just like we have no money for Christmas now I'm like but I have money stuff I have money for I'll have money for Christmas know, I'll right? be good right you're <sighs> like oh yeah <laughs> now you tell me how much you'll get at the end of it I'm not I can't afford all that you know sorry
0: I no. <laughs> can't afford my whole inventory <laughs> no, no. I'll
1: buy a couple things
0: that's fine <laughs> I don't expect you to buy my whole inventory
1: yes I want to support. Thank you. But you make some bomb shit anyway, so. Thank you. This I'm is not, turned to the Jasmine compliment. I'm not That's going it. to, like, waste my money. I'm going to be spending on good stuff. <laughs> this jazz shit is high quality. It is cherry. Like, it's a, this is turned
0: turn to a jazz, like, compliment <laughs> podcast. Yes. Thank you. This is turned to a marketing podcast for
1: yes. me. <laughs> the sweet. Lift each other. up.
0: Well, whenever I get Etsy shop, then you can promote that. I hey, will, yes. <laughs> I guess I have one, but there's nothing posted. Because I'm lazy. <laughs>
1: We've also had the craft fair coming out, so you've been kind of preoccupied about
0: that. Yeah, I can't really post stuff from my Etsy store. True. Also, I need the inventory for the craft fair right now.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> can't
0: sell online.
1: Yeah. yeah. I-, right. <laughs> I went there several mornings after the team to go into the camp country. And of course, I always went to the dining room in the front and they would not have the door open. And I would have to wait until someone came and opened the door. Would lock would lock the rest of the house and on the inside and lock the door to keep the key and keep the key inside. And quote. So they would just like when he came in, they would just relock the door. I mean that makes sense. Yeah. And do the same thing. But even like back then it's wild to me because it like, is kinda of wild. Yeah, back then, like, everyone left their
0: door unlocked. Also, especially farm towns. Like, I know farm towns now that people don't even lock their door. Yeah. And like, this day and age. I know. <laughs> it's, like, very scary. Yeah. I don't like
1: that at all. Because I'm very religious about locking my door. Yeah. I remember one time, this was, like, years ago. I was going to the store with my sister. And she was saying, like, she's like, just leave the car unlocked. We're going to be right back. I was like, I'm not doing that. She's like, oh, you're so interesting. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm okay <laughs> really. with that. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, hell yeah, I'm on trust.
0: I, I like my car, so no, I want right. to keep my car. Exactly. Yeah. I
1: think it was like our mom's car. Or something. I don't think it was like my car at the time. Oh my god. But it might have been her car. I don't know. Oh either way, god. I had it locked because I didn't trust it. No,
0: either way, you lock your car yes. and you lock your house.
1: Yeah. like
0: exactly. <laughs> Lock up your house. Lock up your car. Mm-hmm. Don't trust anyone. Yes. Okay. Moral of the story for Yes, me.
1: <laughs> that's our life rule. Do not trust anyone. Just don't trust anyone. Yes. <laughs>
0: You are on your own. Yes.
1: <laughs> uh, uplifting <the laughs> <additional> quote. <laughs> Don't trust anyone. You are on your own. But that was all the witness statements during the inquest. I think it's interesting that only a few people mentioned the brother-in-law, like I said before. Um, I mean, to cover the victim's faces, I just felt like it had to be someone who knew the victims. Because that's a thing you you'll see in cases where the murderer... Knows the victims. They will sometimes cover the bodies. But that's just my theory that the killer knew the family.
0: It's either that or they just felt shame. Yeah. And just didn't. I mean, it was a lot of kids. Yeah. And like, I mean, fucked up with those person that kill these people. But like, I just can't imagine seeing the kid when you're doing that. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's weird. I just don't like, what was her motive? I don't know. It's, that's the weird part to me too. Like, it doesn't feel like there's much of a motive for anyone to kill these people like they just seem
1: like a pretty no motive is good enough to kill someone i feel like but like they just
0: seem like a normal family though yeah like nothing was going on they weren't in this like big heated drama or issue or it's just yeah a family yeah (laughs) living their life (laughs) like what was the motive what it feels so random yeah And so like tragic
1: well, there is a suspect that I didn't um, put in here, and I, I wish now that I had. But um, it was a serial killer mm-hmm. that they thought had maybe done it. So maybe I'll cover him. When I was... Maybe. Um what was the name? I can't I even don't remember. Never mind. It's late. I cannot remember. <laughs> I'm asking you too late. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me the day I probably remember. Um, but no, it's. Just go to the website, guys, for real, because it's it's interesting. It'll help. <laughs> you'll be able to go through all the suspects and see who you think it yeah, is. And go over the inquest and fix my mismatch speaking.
0: Yes, maybe you'll be able to word it together better, <laughs> figure it out. Because uh, I don't know my directions. So the northeast, southwest, I don't know. Yeah. I could not figure that out.
1: Um, But now we're going to talk about suspects. We both did that at the same time. I know. <laughs> we <were> like... <laughs> it's <is> late. <laughs> it's amazing that no one was ever convicted of this crime because, like I said, there really wasn't any shortage of suspects. Apparently, you could read about at least four possibilities in any edition of the newspaper. Many of the leads, however, were quickly exhausted. At the time. as time wore on, they began to dwindle. Yeah. I mean it's probably a lot of pointing fingers at first. Yeah, exactly. Like we said, like I think it was part one, did we mention like that it ruined friendships and yeah. we're just causing Which does not surprise me at all. No. That's just
0: I mean, yeah, that's gonna happen. Yeah. So I'm sure a lot of the suspects at first
1: were just like, It's you, I don't trust you. Right. <laughs> exactly. You looked at me weird, it's you. Right. Um There are many who believe Frank F. Jones, a prominent Velasca resident and Iowa state senator, was responsible for the brutal deaths of the Moors and the St. children.
0: This feels random.
1: It does, but we'll get into why they thought. Okay, (laughs) this feels really random. I thought that too when I first read that. I was like, really? But then (laughs) I read it and I was like, I mean, I get why they think that. I don't necessarily believe that it was Mm -hmm. same. but I get why they think that. Um. Josiah Moore worked for Frank Jones at the Jones store for several years until he opened his own implement company in nineteen o eight. According to Velisco residents, Jones was extremely upset that Moore had left his company and that he managed to take the very lucrative franchise with him. Rumor was that Moore had an affair with Jones's daughter-in-law, Donna, which further fanned the flames. Detective Wilkerson of the Burns Detective Agency openly accused Frank and his son, Albert, of hiring William Mansfield to kill Joe Moore. That just feels a little bit like Tunnel Vision
0: to me. Yeah, it just feels like it's weird, petty drama. I don't think this dude would go that far. Yeah. It just sounds like some weird, petty-ass drama. Yeah. (laughs)
1: But maybe they thought that he hired William Mansfield, but he may or may not have hired him, but he is a good suspect for the murders though, in general.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Whether or not he was for hire. Yeah, William Mansfield of Blue Island, Illinois, was the prime suspect of the Burns Detective Agency of Kansas City and Detective James Newton Wilkerson. According to the Wilkerson investigation, the murder of Josiah Moore and the other occupants of the Moore home were committed by Mansfield, who was in turn hired by F.F. F. Jones. Mansfield was also known as so he had a couple of aliases. He was also known as George Worley and or Jack Turba, Or near Red flag. Yeah. He <laughs> has multiple names. <laughs> exactly. According to Wilkerson, Mansfield was a cocaine fiend and serial killer. Wilkerson also believed that Mansfield was responsible for the axe murders of his wife, infant child, brother-in-law, and mother-in-law in Blue Island, Illinois, on July 5th, 1914. Two years after the Velasquez murders. Yikes. The axe murders committed in Pola, Kansas. Biola? I don't know. I don't know. Four days before Velasquez murders and the murders of Jeannie Peterson and Jeannie Miller in Aurora, Colorado. So he has—he was the suspect of a few different axe murders. Yeah, that's kind of a red flag, mm-hmm. too. So he's another one, like along with the brother-in-law, that I think, like, well... It's
0: possible. I mean, yeah. He kind of sounds like a crazed maniac. So Yeah.
1: Um, and he's possibly could have done this for hire, too, because, you know, when you're in addiction...
0: <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, also, he has no problem killing kids, apparently, because oh. got convicted for killing infants, so... Well, it was believed that he was...
1: I don't know if he was ever convicted,
0: but... Okay. It was heavily believed.
1: Yeah. According to Wilkerson's investigation, all of the murders were committed in precisely the same manner, indicating that the same man committed them. So all those other murders... this one you know and that is a good indication you know especially like if he was in the same place you know as these as each of these murders wilkerson stated that he could prove that mansfield was present present in each of these places on the night of the murders so yeah in each murder the victims were hacked to death with an axe and the mirrors in the homes were covered
0: Interesting,
1: so it's like he didn't want to look at himself when he was doing this yeah. or whatever.
0: That's why that's where the shameful thing came through, yeah. So, like, been yeah, a victim,
1: that's a really good point, honestly. I didn't think of that before you said it, but I think that's really something to look at for sure,
0: especially if he's covering ears, too. It has to be a shame
1: thing, yeah. Um, but yeah, I know he's a really good suspect for sure, yeah.
0: You
1: know, my uh, Brent Flags blinker to go with, I love his own. yeah. Um, but I, those are the only two I'm going to go over for now. Um, and again, you can read more in the um, website that I'm going to post in the yes. source. I'm just going to call it sources yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> really it's like one. But I only linked one site for sources, like I said. it um, has all the information you need. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um. So, what do you think of the case, Jazz? I have no idea who it's. <laughs>
0: yeah. Right. It's weird and wild. There's like so many unanswered questions that we will just never have the answer for. i know it's sad it's just wild um it's sad it's like hard to solve the case or you know figure out who it could be without certain questions answered that we just can't yeah have answered did you hear anything Even? new about the case you didn't know before i mean i didn't know anything about this case so yeah so
1: yeah
0: yes. <laughs> <laughs> i like i said when i looked up i just google search like haunted houses oh yeah and this one came up and i added it to like my possible future topics list yeah that's as far as i got <laughs> right and then i suggested it to you <laughs> yes and this is where it got us <laughs> yeah i had no idea what this one was about
1: yeah so
0: it's interesting though yeah i'm glad i didn't research this one because i would have been down such a rabbit hole
1: what do you think of
0: part two though was it necessary or did you find it interesting i think it was interesting yeah i mean it did help like paint a bigger picture yeah on what was going on and like you know what suspects they had and like why kind of you know Mm -hmm. it kind of did help paint a bigger picture of like what happened the night of yeah like what everyone was doing and
1: it did help okay i feel like it does too it did yeah i feel like i messed up a lot of the quotes and i apologize for that Again, okay. it's late. Yeah. Well, now at this point, 10 p.m. <laughs> almost. Um, oh yeah. Jen. Yeah, it's been almost an hour. Yes. Oh, uh, over an hour now, actually. Yes. Um, um, but maybe less than an hour actually recording because of all the editing of dead air and we had to do. <laughs> so <laughs> all the stumbling and dead airs that we had. I know. Getting
0: we made it through though. We did it. We did it.
1: Yeah. For those of you who are just listening, I edited out a little bit
0: of this because we messed up. Quite also,
1: a bit. good for you for being. the end of this because right (laughs) good job yes there's one part that i'm not going to be able to end out that i mess up on so you'll you'll know you'll hear it yeah you'll you'll, know it's okay we leave and mess up all the time
0: Yes, keeps it real right exactly (laughs) because we are not robots we are people (laughs) yes
1: we are human beings who are still new to this yes we are learning and you know i didn't take Constructive criticism very well when I was younger. I'm an adult now, like I can fucking handle it. Please give us your feedback. Yes. I want to hear it. I want to make this a good podcast. I want to make this a listenable podcast. Yes. So if you have any like constructive criticism, don't be mean about it, but just say like, hey, if you do this, it'd be better, you know? Yeah. And I would appreciate it. Just yes. you know, just say, please. Yeah. Or Let's if know. you know me in person, which because i plug this podcast to enough people that I know in person. <laughs> Let me know, but pull me aside be like, bitch, you need to do this. And I'll be like, cool, I got you. you know what You'll take the in-person one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know a lot of people listen to this podcast. Yeah. i just, like, get, like, snap when I go into one of my meetings. But, like, 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 bitch, what the fuck were you doing in the podcast? <laughs> um, down to look shit. To- <laughs> All right, you ready for our announcement?
0: Yeah. I mean, I know what it is. I know, so, you
1: know. Did you know, Jess? I'm talking I, yes, <laughs> pretty sure we had a
0: conversation about this, right,
1: well, we are going to be taking a short break for the month of December to concentrate on spending time with family, but we will be back in your feed on January 12th, we will also post in this announcement after this episode airs in our Instagram,
0: yes, just as a reminder,
1: yes, so, yep. and when we come back, here's the announcement I was referring to in part one, we are going to be talking about Jerry Prudos, Yes. So come back after our short break for that. Yeah.
0: Have a f- happy holidays and then come back for that. Yes.
1: <laughs> Enjoy your holidays because I'm about to rock your world when you come your back. Your year will be ruined. Yes. <sighs> oh my gosh. Like I have a revelation. A resolution to like have peace and love in my life and then I'm gonna rock your world. <laughs>
0: this is gonna happen. We're gonna come back. You're not gonna hear from us for like a month and we're gonna come back with that. Very right, You know. <laughs> have a nice
1: peaceful holiday with our family and then that yes oh my gosh yes but anyways we hope you all found this case interesting and I hope I told it well please give us a like and follow if you'd like to hear more please keep being safe and we'll see you all at the beginning of next year Oh, yeah, also,
0: this is coming out right after Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving, oh, everybody. True.
1: Yes, so oh, I hope you all have a
0: happy Thanksgiving. And happy holidays, we won't hear from you guys. I know. Not until we won't,
1: you won't hear from us for a while. Yeah, and really, like, enjoy your holidays, like, spend time with family, hug on them, love yes. them. And have a great new year. Yes. Get those resolutions going. Ooh. My resolution, I've already decided this year, is to try to be healthier because I have not been that healthy lately, I mean, I which is, like, everyone's
0: resolution, I feel like. Yeah, I think that's a pretty common one. It's... I haven't thought about resolutions. My mind is so based on, like, crap there right now. I forgot about I Christmas think... for a while.
1: Basically, it's, like, self-care. You know what I mean? That's yeah. my resolution. It's like, do more self-care because I've been needing that. Yeah. I've, like, let this podcast take over a little bit, and I, like, as much as I love you guys and love doing it, I do need to prioritize self-care in the mornings. Yes and then research afterwards because realistically I have time so yes you focus on that exactly maybe after
0: uh I remember that Christmas is coming up because the crap is taken over my mind mm-hmm. I keep forgetting that Christmas is a thing oh so, yeah. yeah so maybe after you know I get through everything I'll actually have resolutions <laughs> right yeah but I have not thought about that
1: at all yeah. <laughs> I change my resolution my resolution so much well you still have time so I it's do, yeah it's still November you're okay but also too, I'm not gonna put any pressure on myself. I, my best all of our best is different each day. It's very important to remember that. Like what my best was yesterday is not my best today.
0: Exactly.
1: What was my best an hour ago maybe not be my best right now. And right now I did not, I don't feel like I did my best on this episode. It's okay. But we got through it though. We did, yeah. <laughs> but I do feel, I hope it was a good one. I hope it I'm sure it was. I mean you were here. I think mean, it was good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I hope it's good for the view like listeners. Yeah, true. <laughs> I also doing commentary. Truth. <laughs> I'm not just listening to you talk and just sitting here going, mm hmm. Wow. Yeah, like my husband. Love yeah. you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, now we're rambling at the end of the podcast. Anyways, <laughs> bye, guys. Love y'all. Love y'all. Happy holidays. Yay. Bye. <laughs>